Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is Inauguration Day, and this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is our guide. And as you know, we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you also know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Folks are getting shut down left and right. It is the Trump. Uh, Well, he says it's the start of his efforts, but others say it's the end of a Trump era. Time will tell. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. We are live for the next couple of hours. I've got a well-known talk show host and personal dear friend with me to break this all down. Two hours of live radio. James Edwards of the Political Cesspool, thepoliticalcesspool.org with me. Welcome to the broadcast, my brother. Sam, it is so great to be with you. Uh, Today is especially special, I guess you could say. Of course... You are kind enough to grant me this opportunity on the third Wednesday of every month to join you uh, on this fantastic broadcast and this all-important broadcast. Uh, But today of all days is four years to the day that we were together in person at Donald Trump's inauguration. It is Inauguration Day 2021 on January 20th, 2017. We were right there within uh, shouting distance of the president with the credentialed members of the press And, uh, man, it's been a fast four years. It's been a fast four years. It also, in my humble opinion, James, and yes, we were live at the inauguration. Many said that there weren't very many in the crowd, but my goodness gracious, uh, you know what? We tell a different story. We were there. There were tons of people at the event. I mean, it was shocking how many people were really there. And so if it was less crowds than they claim is normal, uh, it was a huge crowd to me. Hundreds of thousands were there. Uh, it was a day full of excitement, a day full of prayer, a day full of hope. Uh, the big idea then was, you know what, an outsider uh, became president, a man who was a businessman, a man who was not government trained, a man who was uh, very savvy in business, and a man who promised to bring us back to America first and the hopeful ideals that we all hold dear. Sadly, four years later in a bipolar nation, we promote the guy that's the outsider saying we don't want any more business or any more government people. We want business people to run things. Four short years later now, Trump leaves as pretty much a disgraced man. Uh, not factually so maybe, but, but by the media so. Um, everybody associated with Trump is in the doghouse. Uh, And now what we've embraced is government galore. So first it was four years ago. Hey, you know what? We don't want government insiders. We don't want the swamp. We want to drain the swamp. We have hope for the ideals to make America first, reject globalism, stand for patriotism and nationalism, stand for God, family. And four years later now, Trump's out. 
and everybody else is under fire. And now what we're going to do is we're going to put Joe Biden in place. And Joe, what, served 40 years in the Senate, eight years under Obama, <laughs> and now gets his own four years. So we put the consummate. I don't know that you can get more insider than Joe Biden. I don't know that you can get more criminal than Joe Biden and family. Okay. Um, but you know what? We have bipolar swung to the, I don't know what term to use, to the socialism, to the communism, to the extremism, to the leftism, to the whatever labels you want to throw on it. We have simply, the pendulum has swung so far in both directions in the last four years. It is shocking and bipolar would be my point, James. It's gotten this is, of course, what I consider progress to be when conditions get progressively worse. And they've gotten progressively worse since we were together on the National Mall four years ago today. I remember it so vividly, Sam. Uh, certainly a life memory that uh, I can never forget. I remember how cold it was, but how much of a sense of optimism and hope there was that maybe, just maybe, uh, Trump would offer something different to the status quo. And, and perhaps it was uh, as a result of him just being outmaneuvered and outgunned or uh, perhaps he just didn't have the wherewithal to do what uh, he had said he would try to do as a candidate. But uh, whatever the reason is, it just didn't work out that way. Things have gotten progressively worse uh, over the last four years during Trump's watch. And now with only a couple of hours left in his uh, term and in the Trump era, as you put it, we now prepare uh, to gird our loins in anticipation of what a Biden-Harris administration may bring. And I, I have a a bad feeling that for, for Christians and, and for those of us who love the idea of the traditional nation uh, the, of, of America as, as envisioned by our founding fathers, I think uh, we're in store for some very dark times indeed. As bad as it got under Trump, it's going to get much worse much more quickly, I'm afraid. Now, the sad, sad part about this whole discussion, what do you got? Two hours and 45 minutes left at, at noon, high noon. You know, it's not a shootout, thank heavens. Um, but you know what? At high noon, we peacefully transfer power. Normally, President Trump is there or the former president is there to transfer power peacefully. Now there's headlines saying there's two, quote, footballs. Uh, one uh, going with Trump to Mar-a-Lago and the other one uh, going to roll into pass to Joe Biden. Uh, very interesting when they say footballs, you're talking about a suitcase full of, quote, the nuclear codes, if necessary, uh, kind of a thing. Uh, there's supposed to be two of them because the presidents will never be together. Very interesting dynamic there as well. That is interesting. You know, I didn't consider that as part of the transition and uh, Trump uh, being the first president in 150 years not to go to the inauguration of his successor although i don't frankly blame him for that i, I you can call it I, maybe not you sam but some people might call it poor sportsmanship but uh, what the, what the regime the establishment did to trump why uh, i i don't think i don't think i could afford them the the courtesy but uh, i guess other than the, the the footballs going back and forth there was of course the news of the the trump pardons and there was nothing and you know well hold uh, on we like still a, might see a pardon at the last second we're watching the news for that right now many say there's going to be a hundred plus pardons at the very last second and there are a few people i hope get pardoned hold that thought i want to get into that after the break the pardons for sure, sure. in the meantime though about this football discussion here here's the problem for president trump okay and i'm still calling him president for Two hours and 45 minutes longer. That's at least. right. Uh, and I uh, still have a problem with the way Biden became president. I think it's criminal. And just because there's riots at the Capitol, which I was not part of and do not sanction in any way, I condemn of uh, completely. 
Um, let's set the record straight on that. I condemn completely. Should I say it again so you guys know? All right, I condemn it completely. Violence and the destruction of property has no place. I agree, except for self-defense. That's not violence. That's the pre preventing thereof different discussion. Uh, I digress. What I'm saying, though, is that the problem for the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, is this. They have taken the president by hook and by crook, and we all know it. And the fact that we can do nothing about it highlights and underscores the problems that we face today on steroids. And those problems aren't going away anytime soon. In fact, they're going to be made much worse by this, quote, peaceful transfer of power um, under wrongful circumstances. Without vetting reality, without getting to the bottom of some of the concerns and, and problems that we face. Okay, so I'm not against the peaceful transfer of anything. But I am saying, look, you leave those fundamental problems in place. And they will do nothing but grow. All right? It's like a burr under the saddle. It isn't going to get any better. It's just going to get worse. Not that I want that. Not that I'm advocating for that. I'm just warning against that because that's what happens when you ignore serious, serious, serious problems of corruption uh, and uh, the violation of literal God's laws and man's law uh, on the earth. And so here's the problem for the president of the United States, Donald Trump. If he stays there, attends the inauguration, peacefully passes the football, if you will, then um, they will claim because he's there now, that increases the chance of the bad guys being there. And so not only did Donald Trump, Trump create a crisis at the Capitol uh, by his words on the 6th, but now he's there encouraging his other people to be there too. So he's darned if he goes. And then if he's darned if he doesn't go, because golly, he doesn't have the sportsmanship or the, the uh, uh, what do you want to call it, integrity to face the peaceful transfer of power. No matter what, he can't win. And this has been the case since he came down the escalator. And that's why I spend so much time on it is because he's never been able to satisfy anybody in the mainstream, uh, in government, in the swamp, whatever term you want to use, ever since he even came down the escalator. The fact that he even put his hat in the ring was a no-no, was a snafu, was a faux pas. And it's never been better since all the way till now. Does he go to Mar-a-Lago and then say, look, I stepped aside peacefully and, and went peacefully and I'm not causing any problems. Then they say, oh, you're a wimp and you can't face it. If he, on the other hand, shows up and says, look, I've got my head held high here. I'm going to, well, then they say, by golly, you're going to this thing. And now you're encouraging the bad guys to go too. You're evil. You're the leader of the evil cabal that is, okay, can he ever win? And the answer is never. And he never will. Why? Because we have a polar nation and we have a nation that's literally spiraling into a corrupt, immoral Society with secret combinations above us all, and boy, howdy, is it not going to be a pleasant ride? Well, what do you think of that well, bipolar Sam, reality check? <laughs> I think I think you uh, verbalized the uh, picture that I was stabbing at, and in, in, in so much as uh, Trump's failure to deliver more and to improve the situation, the crisis only worsened. Uh, as I said, with regards to censorship, with regard to outright uh, reprisal and retribution, I mean. For the enemies of, of liberty who uh oh, we got to get James back. Hang tight, ladies. No, I'm here. I'm here. I, oh, you were going to take a music. break. I, I heard the music. I, All right, I, I was going to let him finish his sentence. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. I got <laughs> we got a lot back. to talk about. Sam Bushman, James Edwards, live on your radio inauguration day, or is it? Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill 
should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Yeah, buddy, the problem for Donald J. Trump is that no matter what he does, he'll never get the credit he deserves in many ways. And that's been true since he walked. Well, I should say since he rode the escalator down. And then he walked off the escalator. It's never been where he's got a fair shake in the media. That's for sure. Sad to say, but true. It's true now as well. And the problem is he doesn't deserve a fair shake in the media a lot of the time. All right. So let's just talk about pardons, for instance. A bunch of pardons came in last night, James. Yeah, that's right. And I guess, uh, Sam, the most high profile would be that of Steve Bannon, his erstwhile uh, campaign guru from uh, 2016. Uh, but it was, it was also littered with just outright ne'er-do-wells like uh, the, the rapper Lil Wayne and the former criminally corrupt mayor of Detroit, Michigan, Kwame Kilpatrick, who was uh, serving 28 years uh, stemming from uh, forms of uh, official corruption. And it was people like that for the most part. Of course, a lot of people we don't know, and we don't know their backgrounds. I mean, obviously, friends of his, people who had connections. I mean, why else would they have received the pardon? But it wasn't anything inspiring like uh, a Julian Assange or an Edward Snowden. And it was said, I read, of course, <laughs> believe believe what you read uh, from the establishment mouthpieces at your own peril. But it was said that up until... The unpleasantness at the Capitol on January the 6th that Trump was strongly considering an Assange or Snowden or both pardon. Uh, but since then, Mitch McConnell has made it be known that if he pardons either Assange or Snowden, that that would increase the likelihood of the Senate convicting Trump in the impeachment that is still forthcoming. So it's very interesting to me that Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans are pressuring the president not to uh, pardon these truth tellers. I mean, what what 
benefit of that is it to Mitch McConnell and the Republican Party? So my response is, you know, we were looking forward to big pardonings at the end or big pardons at the end to try to clear people. Now, in my opinion, Edward Snowden, uh, Julian Assange, they're not perfect people. But look, they tried to take down the swamp, folks. Let's be very clear. I know they're not perfect. And but all I'm telling you is they did a marvelous work and a wonder, <laughs> in my opinion. And you look at this and you go, Donald Trump didn't release all the documents. You know what? Donald should have released it. For example, let's just release the truth about Martin Luther King Jr., shall we? For starters, it's not his real name. He's a flat-out criminal. I know he walked around and said a lot of good things. He was a great speaker. Uh, and I agree with a lot of the points that he made in his speeches. The problem is, behind the scenes, he wasn't the guy we're told at all. Donald, you could release all that paperwork. The FBI had literally decades of, of records on this guy, knowing the truth, documenting the truth, documenting that he was with prostitutes, that he took communist money. I mean, I'm just getting started. Okay, Donald, release that. Let's put the Democrats on the defensive for a second, okay? Right now, they're just absolutely on the offense, and you're just simply quivering uh, in Mar-a-Lago, okay? Uh, look, double down, get some guts, but this is what I'm talking about. We hear all about these pardons, then overnight, you get 100 pardons. What do you got? A bunch of rappers and a bunch of ne'er-do-wells and a bunch of swamp monster criminals, <laughs> and it's all because, uh, you know, sexy Kim walked in. Donald, I want you to pardon my buddies. Would you please? I'm divorcing the rapper, you know. And, um, you know, you're an old man, Donald. Okay, you got a wife. Um, tell Kim to go fly a kite. Double down and defend some patriots here. Well, uh, look, are, are there going to be any more pardons? Or is that the end of this? Well, here we are, Sam, at uh, nine twenty-three Eastern time as we broadcast live this morning. By the time people catch this in the archives after the fact, uh, the the ship will have sailed. But as we stand right now. Trump still has a couple of hours where he has the full sweeping pardon uh, powers of pardon and clemency. But uh, you're right. I mean, that was another thing. And this is really indicative of what we saw from Trump over the course of the last four years. This is it in a microcosm right here today. A lot of encouraging hope and, and talk and consideration. But uh, when it comes down to it, nothing, uh, nothing of of tangible substance and even the things that he did that we liked it wasn't through legislative policy it was through executive orders which are going to be undone later today as soon as biden gets a pen in his hand and the 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 whole situation with the declassification that was another thing that trump threatened okay he or, talked or about you know getting to the bottom of the birth of documents of obama look if obama really spied on the trump administration or the trump um what do you want to call it um candidacy at the time or whatever the trump campaign uh, and if obama really um has birth certificate fraud then you know why didn't donald trump release the kraken on that see we had a big old bunch of bluster and president trump did some good don't misunderstand me he did a lot of good no, he did no, no, no. but most of it is reversible and changed i mean it'll get changed within the first hundred days 99 percent of it well, if not, if not the next, uh, the, the first hundred hours, and th that was it. I mean, look, uh, there's no doubt he was superior for all of his flaws and for all the things we could point out. And, of course, it's easier to point out a flaw than it is to give credit and praise, although we've tried. I think this network has been as nuanced and as fair with regards to evaluating and assessing Trump uh, as, as it was happening in real time uh, that, uh, as anyone uh, could have been or as anyone was. Uh, we never got too high or too low or too for or too against. It was just. We tried to, to cover it objectively. But the, the thing with this declassification, I mean, once again here you have um, the hope of something great being done by a one-of-a-kind president, which, which Trump was in many ways. But at the end, it looks like he's going to 
look after number one instead of what would be good for uh, the country, the world, uh, certainly his base. And uh, that was, um, you know, so oftentimes the case. I mean, this is, I think, again, what we have here with regards to the, the people he pardoned versus those he didn't and the whole thing about the declassification uh, that hasn't come yet. I mean, again, we've got about two hours to go where he can, still has the authority to do all of this. I mean, that would and be by the way, we use this live broadcast to pray and to influence and to encourage him to do just that. You know what? Leave with a bang, not a whimper. Leave with something. And I don't mean criminal <laughs> or violent or anything else. I mean, patriotic and moral and honorable. And OK, that's right. So, you know what Donald Trump reminds me of the classic lion from The Wizard of Oz. He rolls down the escalator with a big old roar. And then he's just going to hide behind everything. In fact, by golly, um, you know, some wacko went crazy at the Capitol. And now I'm just not even going to talk about vote fraud anymore. I'm not going to talk about the criminal activity of the swamp anymore. I'm going to not really pardon the people that need the pardoning the most. I'll give you an example. Steve Stockman, he got sent home because of the coronavirus issue, but he never got a complete pardon. Okay, this is what I'm talking about is that, you know what, what lasting constitutional effects could happen? And you go, Oh, Sam, we got Republicans on the Supreme Court. Yeah, the Republicans that uh, enacted Roe versus Wade kind of Republicans that have murdered 60 million babies. Okay, he was pro-life, and he did a great job at that. Don't get me wrong. But again, where's the push of his party? Uh, when will he decide to jettison the Republican Party and say, you know what, these people are criminals too. All that I've learned in my last four years in office is the Republicans are as criminal as the Democrats. And, okay, is he going to double down and do that? By the way, he is talking about a third party. We'll discuss that later on the broadcast. But this is what I mean. We talk big. We even punch back hard verbally. You know, Donald, you're an idiot. All right, well, you're ugly. That kind of a punch back, but not any real lasting punches back. Who did he arrest and throw in prison for criminal activity? Who did he lock up? Okay, what government program, what government, what do you call it, entity? Department, whatever word you want to use, did he flat out shut down and say this thing's criminal or this thing's unconstitutional? Uh, we need to, okay, so we did a lot of good. Okay, if he passed the new regulation, he got rid of eight or 10 or whatever it is. Good for him. I think that's wonderful. I'm not doubting everything that he's done, but where's the lasting solutions? Where's the shrinking of the swamp that he points to? Where's the freedom, the change, the make America great again? Is America a, more, a much more moral nation than it once was four years ago? Reagan kind of set the standard a little bit, and I'm not nearly a Reaganite supporter either. Okay, I think Reagan did a lot of uh, wrongful things as well. But nevertheless, Reagan said, are you better off, you know, four years later? Um, and as far as I can tell, four years later, I don't think we're better off. In fact, I think the wrecking balls are coming to most of us conservative groups if we're not very careful indeed. James. Well, uh, again, uh, whether we are or not, of course, we always are here. Uh, I, I think uh, the theme for the next four years is going to be the empire strikes back. The establishment thinks that uh, it suffered under four years of Trumpism, uh, and now they will be out for retribution and retali retaliation. But, yes, you, you uh, mentioned uh, the lion earlier, and I was actually going to use a very similar um, uh, analogy. Yeah, anecdote. Uh, he came in like a lion and went out like a lamb. 
And and yes, he is uh, is and was better than Hillary uh, and or Biden, but it did end up being uh, largely talk. He did set uh, you know some strong examples of how not to apologize when under fire, uh, when attacked with baseless claims and slurs and libel from the media. He he stood up to them and and set a manly example of how one uh, just uh, digs in and and refuses uh, to be cowed by these by these thugs. And of course, he has quite rightly. Uh, eviscerated public trust in the media over the last four years. A grand total of exactly half the voting uh, public has no faith in the media uh, or the electoral process. So he's done some abstract good. But man, man, man. Four years ago today, when we were there together, Sam, at his inauguration, I thought we'd be looking back on more. I predicted it, though. Hang tight. Liberty Round Tip Alive, Sam and James on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Today is Inauguration Day as the 46th president is sworn into office. The festivities, protected by tens of thousands of National Guardsmen, will be attended by roughly 1,000 people. The national anthem will begin at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. President Trump is expected to grant clemency to nearly 150 people in his final hours of office. Former White House strategist Steve Bannon, one-time Trump fundraiser Elliot Brady, and rapper Lil Wayne were among 73 people granted pardons recently. In comparison, President Obama pardoned over 1,900 people. Hall of Fame pitcher and longtime baseball announcer Don Sutton died Monday night in his sleep at the age of 75. Sutton's 23-year-old Major League Baseball career started with the Los Angeles Dodgers in 1966. He remained with the franchise until 1980 and would later return in 1988 for his last season. This is USA Radio News. Newsmax TV. Everyone is watching it now. President Trump says he loves it. And more than 30 million Americans tune into Newsmax TV. With great shows and analysts like Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and a lot more. Every night you can watch Newsmax's number one show, Greg Kelly Reports. Greg Kelly and Newsmax are unafraid to tell the truth about the election, how big tech is censoring you, and Joe Biden's dangerous plans. You need to watch Newsmax TV. Get Newsmax on all major cable systems or check your guide. If you don't get Newsmax, call your cable operator. Tell them you want Newsmax. And remember, Newsmax is free on Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zumo, TiVo Plus, Pluto, Chromecast, and most smart TVs like Samsung and LG. And don't forget to download the free Newsmax TV app. All other cable news channels ask you to pay, but Newsmax's app is free. So start watching anytime, anywhere in the world. Whether it's COVID-19 or the fear of getting it, the number of workers calling in sick has nearly doubled since the pandemic began. USA Radio News' John Clemens has more. Absenteeism itself reached near epidemic levels in November with almost 1.8 million workers calling in sick to their employers. Attorney Quentin Brogdon, a partner in Crane Brogdon Rogers of Dallas, Texas, tells us absenteeism has caught the attention of the FBI because it can disrupt the nation's supply chain. Absenteeism has the potential to shut down a factory or shut down a business. And so the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, has been involved and has warned employers to be on the lookout for fraud because it has the potential to disrupt interstate commerce. Therefore, it can be a federal crime. 
From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. We are USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my son was in a school play. It was The Wizard of Oz. Guess what he was? Donald Trump, that was my son literally in a play, James. He was the lion. That was him saying, I thought that yeah, was buddy. a clip from the actual movie. No, dude, that was my son and his cousin. Wow. <laughs> my niece, well, my niece was uh, Dorothy and my son was the lion and <laughs> it was a school play and I just thought I'd play it back for fun. Is that the Donald? You know, I it, uh, increasingly so, it, it looks like now he has already left D.C., it says that uh, he uh, has made his final remarks at Joint uh, Base Andrews, and he has already lifted off. Uh, so he's gone. Uh, he has left the building and uh, apparently on his way out of town. So I, I don't know. I guess the, those clemency powers still uh, extend to uh, to Air Force One for the next couple of hours. Yeah, but, he might, you know, he might was, get to Mar-a-Lago quickly and have a last statement from Mar-a-Lago as president, a final parting shot, and I pray there's something there. We probably won't even know during the live broadcast, though, because there's about an hour between when we go off air versus when he, uh, I don't know if I dare say, give up, gives up the keys to the kingdom. But uh, there you go, right? And all I'm telling you is I'm very disappointed. Because, look, why aren't we talking about vote fraud, James? Vote fraud either happened or it didn't happen, okay, whether or not a couple of wackos went berserk at the Capitol, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. We all condemn the berserk at the Capitol incident, okay? Everybody on the left and the right that's a moral character says that was bogus and wrong. It should have never happened. But that doesn't at all defang our movement, does it? (laughs) You know, we've been talking about that for the last couple of weeks. Uh, One situation has nothing to do with the other they are completely separate uh either as 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 you said and as we've been saying either that was real or it wasn't or there was something to it or there wasn't but uh whether there was or wasn't had nothing to do with the the people who made such a mess of things on uh january the 6th and but what struck me so much sam was this was just again uh the cowardly nature of the Republican Party, you had 140 different Republican members of Congress, Republican congressmen and women, along with 14 senators and 19 states, 19 states in these United States, or what is called the United States at least, signed on to a lawsuit challenging the election results, along with the President of the United States himself. So when you have that many 
so-called leaders in your government and uh, half the states in the union saying there is election fraud. We want to get to the bottom of it. We don't feel as though that the courts and the media have properly aired this out and vetted this. You've got that many people, that many states saying it. I believe certainly that there is some some uh, fire to that smoke. But and there's some obligate. Hold on. There's some obligation to actually give it venue to say, let's look into this. Even if we and don't believe it's real, we have an obligation because of, let me give you an example. Joe Arpaio didn't care about the birth certificate issue, but he was sheriff and enough people came to the sheriff and said, we need you to look into this to where he said, I owe it to my constituents, to those who elected me um, to look into this. Not even because I believe it, but, and then he looked into it and he was shocked and he went, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. I thought this was bogus, but there's reality to this birth certificate scenario. Now, Trump knows about that. He was the one speaking for it. It, was, it mocked his birther Trump back in the day for it. But Trump actually held the keys to the kingdom for four years and could have got the answers on that and did nothing. This is what I'm talking about. And I think that there's an obligation there. Vote fraud happened or it didn't. Hillary's a criminal or she's not. Joe Biden and family are criminals or they're not. And if Hillary is a criminal and if Joe Biden is a criminal, like the allegations were from the president's mouth himself, then you know what? Why don't we have accountability for criminal activity? I don't know, James. I can't figure it out. Well, this is it, Sam. Trump chose to save himself. Uh, he didn't declassify anything, and he didn't pardon anybody worth really pardoning because he thought that would make his convic- uh, conviction in the Senate more likely. So when you're the president, you have this power. You have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be somebody different. I mean, we knew Obama, Bush, Clinton going all the way back for uh, – well over 100 years now, they were all just part of the establishment. They're on one side of the system or the other, uh, but it was all part of the same duopoly, uh, whether they were on one wing of it or the, or the other. Trump had this opportunity to really shake things up for the last four years and all the way down to the last few minutes, and uh, I, I think we're going to be disappointed. That has passed his prologue, and we've looked back at it, and uh, you look back over the last four years, and I think we're going to get a similar uh, situation today. But those Republicans, though, Sam, uh, we were talking about all the different Republican congressmen and senators and all the states and the president himself who were going all in on this voter fraud. Well, what happened on uh, at the Capitol on January the 6th, once it became politically inconvenient to be hitched to Trump's coattails, all of these people just folded like a cardboard outhouse when it served them and it served their reelection hopes and it benefited them. Uh, to to fight for the president with regard to his uh, allegations of voter fraud, there they were. Within one day, the very same day, they went in that morning uh, hell-bent on challenging the election results and getting to the bottom of this one way or another. And within that same day before the sun set, they had all completely capitulated because it became politically inconvenient. And uh, here's I, the I problem. Tru- I don't know if you know this, but outhouses usually lock from the outside, right? <laughs> and people don't understand. True people, <laughs> true people though, that have conviction, you, you stick to your convictions whether it's right. So here's my conviction. Donald Trump is a good guy. And he meant well. And the points that he made all along his presidency are spot on right. But he, but he executed with a lot of bluster, a little bit of punch back, but for the most part, a capitulation to the deep state. Patty Utah wants to chime in. Hi, Patty. Hey, gentlemen. Sam, uh, good morning. Uh, gentlemen, we're not done. Trump is not done. Um, I have a couple of things, and Sam, I send you some stuff. I don't know if you get a chance. I have a hard time when I get text messages. Um, I'm not tech savvy, sending them to you in email. 
So I received yesterday afternoon from my brother in New York a, a George Stephanopoulos interviewing the top general of the Guard in D.C. And I have it. I'll be glad to send it to you in a text. And we were but, listening but, but to But hold on. Do you know who room. George Stephanopoulos yeah. is? Yeah, I do. I do. Who is but he? Still, Let, let's give it 30 seconds. Who is this guy? Well, I don't like him. I know that. He's a Clintonite, um, he right? Is, yeah, he is left. So he emerges from the, the from the cabal deep state swamp, and now he's supposedly the, he's, the advocate, the he, conduit for conservatives, right? I know. But all he says is, Major Walker, what threat level are you at? That's all he says. And then the major comes back and says that he has all that he has, he has all that he needs, and he doesn't actually say what threat level, and he said, but we're here fine. And he says, quote, there will be a peaceful transition of power to the military. That's what he says. And we were like, wait, what? Did he just spill the beans? Wait, what's that? And we were listening to it in the break room where I work. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I, when he hung up, I called my brother back, and he said, yep, that's exactly what he said. And today, when he gave his speech, or he actually gave that speech last night. I heard it before I went to bed, like at 2 in the morning. He did not say that he wishes the new administration Biden luck. He never mentioned Biden's name. He just says, I wish the new administration luck. The military? But 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 we let's back not, up for a second. Let's back up for a second and say, do we want a transfer of power to the military? I know. See, I, I know, don't want I that. I know. You and me both. You and me because both. the problem but, is, once you transfer power to a military, you have lost civilian control, and the Constitution, exactly. by nature, is so suspended into a police state emergency. So even so, I'd almost yeah. rather have it transferred peacefully to Biden than I would a military power. Even though it's supposedly know, be our military power, who is our military power? Is the military and the leader of the deep swamp? Uh, okay, uh, is so the military at Joe thought? Biden's best, or is it? Would it really what be led by two, Trump? Uh, what are you two gentlemen's thoughts on this? The other thing is, is they have more military there than they had in Afghanistan. Yeah. For what? And now they have this fence up. For what? To keep we the people out. Or to keep criminals in. Well, I mean, and, why? And, and all I, I understand. Going on right now, I understand you know? what you're saying, but uh, my experience says this: we have no factual details to go off of here. I'm going to let you go, Patty, but I'm going to have James yeah, yeah, yeah. respond. Good, 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 good morning, gentlemen. All right, thank you so much. We thank shall you, respond to this. I understand what Patty's saying. I'll give you my take. You can hear James's take, and we'll do it all in seconds. As always, on your radio. So, uh, you two are real actors, huh? 
Well, I was an extra on a soap opera for three years. And I'm best known for starring in cat food commercials. Meow. Mm. <laughs> and you're going to play our parents for how long? Oh, just during dinner for the next few years, probably until you're both off to college. Your real parents will be back every night at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Hey, your dad's busy. He's got work, softball, client yeah. functions. Yeah, and your mom, she's got the literary club and play rehearsals. So. Uh, don't you worry. They'll be back on time. Otherwise, we get time, time and, and a half. half. Ka-ching! <laughs> <laughs> okay, according to the script, we're supposed to ask you how your day was. Yes. Um, okay, I guess. Ooh, is that the best you can do? I think I want my real parents. I don't see that in the script. No ad-libbing, please. There's no substitute for a loving parent. And when you're really there, they'll know how much you care. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, for more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. Yeah, buddy, we're live, QAnon, and others are saying, hey, man, we're going to have a peaceful transfer of power to the military. The military's going to arrest the deep swamp criminals, and Donald's going to fly back. He just had to get out of harm's way while it all went down and protect the football there now, don't you know? And I, I, I've heard this stuff, man. I've been in the media for 25-plus years, folks. And I'm telling you right now, I've heard this kind of stuff over and over and over and over. And I'm telling you it's not happening, James. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's uh, to Patty's point, uh, and it was a, a, an interesting call and a good call, and I appreciate her for uh, sharing her thoughts with us. It is obviously interesting and, and unprecedented that you have 25,000 troops in the in the Capitol, and uh, it was also interesting, of course, to see just how quickly the government could uh, build a fence when it served their purpose or when they were properly Yeah, we motivated. can't be having a fence at the border. They don't work now. <laughs> Yeah, but have they a fence against Congress to protect Congress from the people that elected them for some reason there now. Um, here's the problem with the military. Even if you say in Trump's case, the peaceful transfer of power to the military to stop criminal Joe Biden from taking over uh, and, and to ferret out the criminal activity going on and drain the swamp for good once and for all. And, um, you know, even if that were valuable and true, what you don't understand, ladies and gentlemen, is whatever the, quote, goose gander scenario kind of applies in other words what one president can do the next president can do too so even if trump took power and lasted four more years eventually somebody else will be there that somebody else might be the likes of acacia cortez or who knows who right rashida blade or whatever her name is okay and and when that happens do you want them to be able to call in the military too because they feel threatened what i mean is it sounds cool when it's your guy 
But I'm telling you, from a constitutional checks and balances reality, it is disaster on steroids. Okay, it is, you don't though, want just, this, ladies and gentlemen. You do not want a military takeover, even though you think it's our military led by our guy, because that won't be the case forever. And even if it were the case, how do you know that the military wouldn't take power under a, a, a guy like Trump and you would think it would be good, but then they create their own kind of a coup, backed by military power and hardware? All I'm telling you is you never want that in a peaceful republic. That's worse than Biden by far. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you constitutionally the truth, James. Uh, I guess we'll find out very quickly uh, whether uh, what is and what isn't going to happen, because, of course, today is Inauguration Day. We're really only um, a couple of hours away now. And but the, the, the sight of seeing this dystopian scene in Washington with the Cabo completely fenced in 25,000 troops sam that was more that was ever stationed in washington dc during the war between the states i mean imagine that and i mean the confederates almost won that war uh on a couple of occasions uh and, and never was washington occupied by more troops than it is now just to see all of these scenes of all these national guardsmen uh, sleeping on their knapsacks in the capitals. I mean, by the by, the by hundreds, if not thousands, inside the Capitol building. I mean, what in the world? I think, though, unfortunately, it's just a big flex. It's a big flex of the of the regime's might. Uh, and uh, look, you 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 did this. You pulled this stunt uh, earlier this month. Look look at our power now. And I think that's what it is. And of course, you know, in the military, I, I have no doubt. Well, look, we know by statistics that uh, only 20% of white men voted for, for Biden, and obviously uh, there are a lot of white men in the military. So I would say the rank and file of the military is pro-Trump, but if you were really going to do something like this uh, to keep Trump in power and the military was involved and all of that, if that was a, a credible scenario, uh, I'm afraid the generals, of course, and the higher-ups that you would need to be involved with something like this in the planning stages are, are certainly anti-Trump, and the, the odds of none of this getting out or leaking uh, when this many players would have to be involved is, um, is it's hard to believe, but we'll see. All right, let me give you some headlines to kind of put this in perspective a little bit for you, ladies and gentlemen. I think the reality discussions, um, for example, Trump went down to the border a week and a half ago. Did you know that? To celebrate 400 miles yes. uh, of wall built, but it didn't get covered at all. It was a non-factor, non-incident, non-discussion point. We'll get to that in a second, but here's the headline. Facebook bans Trump. Candace Owens sues fact checkers. Okay, now I wish Candace well. She's a black conservative, beautiful lady, intelligent lady, right on on the issues. Uh, but we've got a little bit of experience with, uh, experience with uh, suing people. Uh, and it doesn't go well for us conservatives. <laughs> the courts are all against us, despite Donald supposedly putting our guys in power, right? Well, and despite the law. I mean, you, you would think that you oh, would who have... who cares uh, about the law there now? That doesn't you know, the, See, the whole idea, The whole idea that judges are these neutral arbiters of the law and regardless of their own personal political opinions, the law will prevail uh, and they will be neutral, um, you know, judges. I mean, that's what they are. They're judges. But th that's, of course, not the, not the case. Judges in the, the ju judicial branch are just as political as everything else. And it doesn't matter really what the law says, uh, as we've seen. I mean, as we've seen, laws uh, are selectively enforced and interpreted based upon your political affiliation. We saw the left, uh, the leftist terrorists all last year. 
uh, loot, uh, perform and engage in arson and, and really terrorism, domestic, that truly domestic terrorism, what we saw all last year from the left. And, uh, you know, hey, no big deal. Uh, this is just uh, the, a riot is the voice of the unheard, of course. And then you, the Trump uh, people get out of hand. And <laughs> these people, man, and even with the loosest connection you could possibly have, by extension, anybody who even has heard of these people are, are in danger of having the, the guillotine fall on them. So that's what you get with the laws, and that's what you get with the courts, and that's what you get, sadly, and it is sad. But with don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, Parler plans to welcome you back soon. Uh, do you think they'll get – you're a tech guy, uh, Sam. Do you think Parler can get back up and running? Yes. You want to know oh, why? Well, I mean, they could go the route that Gab did, I guess. Listen carefully. Here's what's going to happen. Now that we've taken down Trump completely and he's going to peacefully go back to Mar-a-Lago with his tail between his legs, uh, now that we're going to go ahead and launch the Senate investigation into the Donald leading the insurrection, now that we're going to go ahead and do all that we can to make sure that he never runs for president again and that his name is besmirched completely, uh, absolutely pounded into the ground, destroyed, um, the the liberals are going to basically play nice guy for a bit. What they're going to do is they're going to back off Society will somewhat get back to normal. They'll even find a way that you're not going to be so locked down and going to restaurants and everything else. And then what they'll do is they'll take uh, credit for the temporary economy going good for a little bit. Uh, they'll write a bunch of checks to everybody and make everybody feel good. They'll stop a lot of the rhetoric and fighting and hatred and just say, see, socialism works. The ideas of Donald are outdated and outmoded and worthless. You conservatives are awful, but you know what? Under the freedom of speech idea, we'll let you go for a little while. You've been so discredited, we can let you talk for a decade and it won't make a difference. Uh, and, and they're, they're going to move forward and act like it's the polite new era. And, and they're going to move forward with a few initiatives. All right. In time, it's going to be very, very bad, but it will take a while. At first, it's going to appear to be soft and wonderful. Right. Now, Melania Trump bids farewell to the American people. You'll be in my heart forever, she says. Melania Trump thanked everyone who has supported her Be Best campaign. But then journalists mock Melania over a best, her Be Best initiative, calling her delusional and more. Okay, all I'm telling you is that this nice guy attitude will survive yeah. for a little while for a transfer so that you build faith in. We're so glad Donald's gone. So the March for Life campaign actually was canceled. And now they're going to have virtual events. See, as long as you and I and everybody else capitulates, Pelosi says we should have a 9-11 commission on the Capitol riots. They'll have one of those. They'll dig into the Capitol riots and show how you were involved, James. I know you weren't. That's irrelevant, sir. Okay? Yeah, that, 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 as that's long as they can push at. the envelope and you capitulate and shut up, they'll let you exist. Okay? But I'll give you an example. The feds back away from assassination plot at Capitol. They first said there was an assassination plot underway. And now they've backed away and said there's no real evidence of that. Okay, Stevie Wonder uses Martin Luther King Day to urge Biden to establish a truth commission. So, see, they'll be really polite at first and kind to you. And what they'll do is they'll say, you have every right to exist. But they'll build the truth commission. Okay, let me give you an example. Reverend Michael Eric Dyson, he's this black preacher guy. He got the chance to speak at the National Cathedral on Martin Luther King Day on Monday, James. Here's what he said. American exceptionalism is really actual worship of white supremacy. 
Yeah, I and heard you that. Yep. Okay, most people didn't hear a word about that, but this is what they're doing. They're going to back off and be peaceful and kind and gentle. But what they're going to do is build. You think you've got a tyrannical framework now. They're going to build and codify the tyrannical framework over the next couple of years while they're kind to you. Uh, and eventually they'll pull the plug on that. But in the meantime, they're going to back away and make you feel like, oh, my gosh. All the guys who warned about the Biden administration were overblown, crazy. They're as whacked out as the Donald. And they go on and on and on. For example, in Utah, Governor Cox declared a state of emergency ahead of expected protests. FBI bracing for potential protests at the Utah Capitol. Same mirroring all across the country. Latter-day Saint leaders condemn violence at the U.S. Capitol. So do I. Okay. Now, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, Constitutional Sheriffs Group, basically said, hey, we got to have all peaceful means for peace. Let us be measured, careful, and patriotic. Let's allow for a peaceful transfer and then be ready to create constitutional remedies at the local level. That's what we're saying at the CSPOA. But death threats are currently being leveled against us. James, did you hear this? Because we had a valiant stand for peace, now we're having death threats for our peaceful call at the CSPOA. Did you know that? I yes, I'd I'd read that, Sam. I had heard that. So think the about CSPOA that. CSPOA is it's so patriotic, so constitutional. I mean, it, this is this is this is it. I mean, evil is good, good is evil. But I am not as optimistic as you, Sam. Unfortunately, I think for those of us who have been outspoken. And, and, and we speak on the cause of liberty and, and, and true justice and, and all of the things that we do. I think that the empire is going to uh, come down hard with regards to oppression and an increased totalitarianism and censorship. Uh, I think that uh, is going to be something we can look forward to uh, in, in the near term. There's what a they term do the called, larger MAGA. There's a term called overreach, and they are smart enough to not overreach. They will draw a fine line between, I'll give you an example. The CSPOA and the Oath Keepers have worked closely for a long time in the past. There's been a division as of late because the Oath Keepers are going on an offensive towards, um, in some cases, violence. I'm not saying that's Stuart Rhodes, and I'm trying to get Stuart Rhodes on so he can speak for himself about this. But they've been going more and more in your face, take it to the streets idea, and now they've been completely taken down over it. In fact, a few of their members have been arrested and up on charges. The CSPOA, on the other hand, has taken a different tactic, a tactic of kindness and patience. And, okay, there's been a complete difference in uh, viewpoint. I don't believe they're going to go after the people that have, that have remained peaceful because if they do, they will overreach and it will backfire against them. I think they're smart enough to draw that line and only shut down all those who they can prove and catch in a snare at first. And if they go too far and create overreach in 2022, uh, they'll have a, 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 a change of the guard on their hands kind of a discussion. It's happened for decades. All right, hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. we got a lot to discuss. I'm going to let James, I'll summarize for next hour and then have James respond to that. Uh, and then we'll talk about, in my opinion, the real fault line and where they're eventually headed. Then I want to talk about, in the next hour... I want to talk about the border discussion because it's fascinating how that's emerged as a key discussion point again. Sam and James will do it all in seconds. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully it's educational, somewhat entertaining, somewhat shocking. No doubt about that reality check. We're not shock jocks. The news does it for us, right? The truth shall set us free. 
God save the Republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, James Edwards, live on your radio. James Edwards uh, is an author, a talk show host, an advocate for the sacred cause of liberty. Has been for years. His radio program every Saturday evening ThePoliticalCesspool.org. Check it out. Award-winning talk radio, to say the least. All about God, family, and country. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, all I'm telling you is this. We've got a battle on our hands for the culture of America. And I submit to you that we're experiencing the trouble we are because we're an immoral people and we're reaping the whirlwind for our turning our back on God as a nation and as a society or a culture. And it's you know what? It's paying... Uh, reality check for us. You know, we keep God's commandments and he'll protect us and heal our land. But if we don't, then we lose that prophetic promise, biblically speaking. Uh, That is the reality check. Last hour, we uh, had the opportunity, myself and James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org. Sam and James break down the Biden inauguration. A peaceful transfer of power, question mark? That's what people are wondering now. They say Donald's going to have the last second. You know what? Have the military take over. He's going to ride back in on his white horse. I don't see it that way, folks. I just don't. And if it does happen that way, I fear more for our country than I ever have before. We don't want Donald or anybody else using dictatorial military power to force their will or to force accountability. We've had four years to peacefully arrest people. To peacefully use the checks and balances to, to, to ratchet down the swamp, drain the swamp. And we have not taken advantage of that. And I don't want to see within hours a, a military mandate. I don't think so, folks. This is a constitutional republic. And the checks and balances don't call for a military mandate, folks. They just don't. So any of you that wish for that, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but I stand against you. Uh, I'd rather have Joe Biden take over than I would the military take over. And right before the pause, Sam and James were discussing the first hour. You know what's going to happen? Facebook bans Trump. Candace Owens sues the fact checkers. That's great news in in a way. But I uh, sadly feel like Candace Owens is on a fool's errand. I don't trust the courts. Uh, They're the ones that literally have allowed Roe versus Wade murder 60 million babies. And we haven't even been able to stop that. Even when we had control of the White House the Senate, the House, and the courts, okay? I mean, come on. Okay, so I look at this and I go, they're coming after us all. However, I do believe that what will happen when the Trump administration ends and the Biden administration starts is that they will um, have a situation where they will back off a little bit. Uh, James Edwards was saying, you know what? They're going to go full force and we're all going to be shut down. I pray James is wrong. He may be right. I'm not saying fact or I'm not here to argue about it. I'm here to highlight different points of view. And, you know, we don't know what will happen. We're trying to, you know, look at this and say what's going to happen in the future. Very tough uh, deal. But I submit to you what they'll do is they'll draw a line. They don't want government overreach to the point where we all make them pay in 22 and 2024. What they'll do is they'll draw the line. 
So the Oath Keepers, for example, have already just been shut down. A few of them are arrested. I'm trying to get a hold of Stuart Rhodes to get a better handle on it from Stuart's point of view, right? I don't want to just hear what the mainstream press says about it. I want to hear Stuart directly because he may say a couple of rogue guys went crazy or he may. I don't know what he's going to say. I'd like to learn. I want to hear from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Uh, but the CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, who used to work quite a bit with Oath Keepers, has gone the other direction and said, hey, let's call for peace. We're encouraging everybody to not go to the Capitol, not go to your 50 state capitals, to you know, jettison the rhetoric, to ratchet it down, to be very careful and wise, let the peaceful transfer of power happen, and then let's work with local constitutional remedies to solve the problems we face today. Completely different approach, right? I believe they'll draw the line, though, and take down those who they can prove are, are involved in nefarious activity or those who they think they can prove that. But those who have backed away like us, Liberty Roundtable Live, I simply said we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. I believe they'll draw the line there for now. Not forever, but for now. Because they'll have to or they'll get caught in this overreach scenario. That's the summary. I know it took a long time to explain, but I really want to highlight this point. Uh, James, do you think that's right, or do you think they will come after us all right now? Sam, I hope you're right, and I have always been a glass-is-half-full type of an activist, and uh, I am still uh, optimistic that one day, with God's help and God's grace, that uh, his people will, will stand up and resist tyranny in, in, in a way uh, that, can, that can be effective uh, without doing anything that will go out and get them martyred, which is, I think, what we're seeing. And that gets back to your question. Those people that were there, I mean, what we're seeing right now, now they could choose to ratchet it down after after Biden gets in and, 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 and slowly let it start to taper off. But what we're seeing right now is a hardening of uh, the totalitarianism that we've been faced with uh, for, for many, many years now. The soft totalitarianism is, is getting... Uh, rapidly more hard, if, if, if that makes sense. And so what we're seeing is people now who didn't cross the threshold of the Capitol, but were rather just in Washington, D.C. to listen to the president speak. Now, at, at, at what point in history did going to hear the sitting president of the United States give a speech in Washington, D.C., qualify one as a domestic terrorist. Well, that's something they're banding about now. Uh, all of these people are domestic terrorists. They're extremists. They're insurgents. They're this, that, and the other. And they are increasingly blurring the line between those who were just there to listen to the president and those who went inside the Capitol. Now, we've seen that. And we've seen a lot of people lose their jobs just because they were there, not because. Now, the people that went into the Capitol, uh, they're all getting arrested. And they're facing some very serious federal charges. And uh, I, I would not like to be any one of them. Um, but uh, but we're seeing a blowback now and a retaliation, uh, a settling of scores from the the left against Trump supporters uh, that is really all encompassing. Uh, and as it stands right now, they're going to hit back harder, and uh, it's going to be a wide-reaching thing. Uh, I guess the only question is whether or not they'll, they'll consider that pushing too far. Uh, or or do they believe now, Sam, on the other hand, that, hey, it's a one-party state now. We've always had the media and the courts. Uh, but guess what we've got now? We've got the White House. We've got the House of Representatives. And we've got the Senate. What are you going to do about it? And the answer is the people well, can do nothing. The people can do very little. And, and if they are completely unrestrained after four years of uh, seething under Trump, uh, no, I think they're going to lash out. 
All right, now, some are saying that Trump will dance on the grave of the GOP. Well, you know, if that happened, <laughs> Sam, that would be one of the silver linings. I mean, the GOP has obviously been uh, effectively false opposition to the Democratic uh, heavyweights for all of my lifetime and then some. The Republican Party has never won a battle. It has never won a battle. Uh, not not a significant battle in the culture war. Any Any small skirmishes they win are quickly overturned in time. And you pick your issue. Conservatives have retreated on it and facilitated the unconditional surrender on that issue. The Republican Party has not proven to be an asset to its base, uh, to conservatives, to Christians. Uh, are they better than the Democratic Party? I mean, that's debatable. I, I never really thought so, uh, rhetoric notwithstanding. Now, I thought Trump was somewhat different and still do in, in spite of his failings. But, uh, yeah, if, if Trump does somehow inadvertently uh, become the cause of the uh, destruction of the Republican Party in, in a meaningful way, uh, I could uh, I, I could take that as a silver lining and be okay. Let with me it. give you an example of the hypocrisy that we're dealing with here, though. Federal agents arrest a guy by the name of Tim Jonet. His nickname is Baked Alaska. They arrested him in Texas because of his U.S. Capitol breach. Now they tell you how right wing this guy is, super Trump supporter, da 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 da. But when you dig into his past, this guy used to be a Bernie Sanders supporter. Yeah, I, and I now his colleagues now his colleagues are saying, "Hey, this guy just simply uh, is an analytics guy. He finds out uh, he has a good nose for analytics. He uses analytics to know where the country's at and what to focus on for attention. And so it isn't about Bernie or Donald or anybody else. He just follows it. Okay, that's a guy they're saying is a Trump supporter that got kind of crazy at the Capitol. Now, John Earl Sullivan, another guy from Utah, similar story involved with Black Lives Matter and everything else. They say this guy was a serious Trump supporter." But it turns out now he was released or conditionally, they say, uh, without bail. So you go, what on earth is going on here? And then you go, there's a migrant caravan in Guatemala that pushes through border of Honduras headed to the United States. Swarms of illegal immigrants approaching our border. We'll get to that in a second. But I submit to you that it's about these fault lines. And eventually what they'll do is back away from these fault lines. And eventually, James, it will be the Christians versus the non-Christians. And eventually it's going to come down to, James, will you deny the Christ? Yeah, that, you know what, Sam? That has been the uh, the fault lines and, and the battle really since the beginning of time. And it hasn't changed here. The names have, have changed, but the at, at the core of it all, the players are the same. And you are so exactly right about that. And uh, and really what is to come, and it will, it, it could very easily get uh, get to that point. You know, we think that because all of these horrors of the murdering of Christians, you know, that happened throughout history and, and really up until the, the 20th century. I mean, we saw that happening in, in communist Russia, Bolshevik Russia. Well, it can't happen here because uh, America has, is this magical place where uh, all of the ills of, of history cannot be visited. Well, uh, it, it is it, it, the freedom of speech really doesn't exist anymore because you can already be fired for supporting the president. You can be fired for saying things that don't go You can be along fined. Exactly. You can be shut down. You can be everything else under the sun. We'll come back and talk about it. Then I want to leave that into the border discussion. But I, Sam Bushman, will not deny the Christ.
a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, James Edwards, deeppoliticalsets.org, and Sam Bushman breaking it down just for you live on our inauguration day. Will the peaceful transfer of power happen? At this point, I pray the answer is yes. Donald Trump had four years to arrest the criminals, drain the swamp. Didn't happen. And I certainly don't want to see a military event force that reality check now. But I, Sam Bushman, will not deny the Christ. And I think they're using all these fault lines to destroy America, left, right, male, female, all these fault lines, race, everything else. Eventually, they don't care. The real fault line will be, will you deny the Christ? Uh, will you stand with Jesus Christ and, and, and take a world biblical view? Because if you do, then you stand for gender, male and female, created you them. If you do, you stand against the gay and lesbian lifestyle. If you do, you stand for you know, freedom of speech and freedom of religion and freedom of peaceful assembly. If you do, you stand for, and I can go on and on and on, the Ten Commandments. If you, and, and what I'm telling you is eventually that's their real goal. Because if we can keep our tie to Jesus Christ, our godly heritage, to our God, then that makes us unique as a nation. And if they obliterate that, then we have nothing unique, nothing that makes America great over any other nation. If we don't have that moral compass, that guide of the Ten Commandments, that standard of truth that government's not the king, not the top entity, that there's somebody above government, that is Almighty God, the author of our rights, see? Uh, if you believe in self-defense, and if you believe, okay, it goes on and on. Look at the Ten Commandments. Look at the Ten Amendments. Look at the Bill of Rights. Look at the Declaration of Independence. If you believe we the people are sovereign, that all comes from this God view that God's above government, and we're the children of Almighty God. And they have got to jettison that as the final straw to destroy America 
so that they can create their global tyranny, James. That's really where they're headed. You can call me a conspiracy nut if you want, but I maintain the real litmus test, the real fault line will be the believers versus the non-believers. That's where they're headed because without that, they cannot achieve their goal. No, of course, I agree with you, Sam. And again, what we were talking about before the break was, of course, that's always been the dividing line uh, between amongst humans and uh, since the beginning uh, of time when God created this, worth and, uh, this world and God created man, that has always been uh, the, the, the battle of good versus evil. The players change, the names change. Uh, but the the um, the ultimate uh, uh, distinction is is still the same, and uh, I, I think there is no doubt about it that you are uh, you have here uh, about to take control of this country. Uh, not just a government that's going to be indifferent to Christianity, but one that will outright persecute it. And uh, and I have said too, though, that perhaps persecution is what our people need to make them tougher. Uh, those of us who have been out uh, doing this publicly as dissidents. I uh, have have certainly suffered uh, to an extent relative that of uh, Joe Sixpack or the average Trump voter, but um, suffering brings the people together. Uh, suffering toughens men, and uh, there's actually something. Uh, I, well, you know, I know you've got a lot to, uh, to 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 sort through, Sam, but I'd like to read one thing very quickly. You tell us where uh, on this cycle you believe we are yeah, here as we do. sit today here in America. So. A quote came to my mind this week that has been attributed to Alexander Fraser Teichler. Now, he was a Scotsman who lived over two centuries ago. He was a judge in Scotland uh, in the uh, 1700s, 1800s, early 1800s. And he wrote this. A democracy is always temporary in nature. It simply cannot exist as a permanent form of government. A democracy will continue to exist up until the time that the voters discover that they can vote themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidate who promises the most benefits from the public treasury with the result that every democracy will finally collapse due to loose fiscal policy, which is always followed by dictatorship. The average age of the world's greatest civilizations from the beginning of history has been about 200 years. During those 200 years, these nations have always progressed through the following sequence or cycle. From bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependence, from dependence back into bondage. And I think we are between uh, the apathy and the dependence stage right now. The Democrats are pushing for the dependence even greater. They're talking about a universal basic income. Uh, the Republicans uh, say, well, we're not really for socialism or the dependent stage, but in the crisis, we've got to. So they're deceiving themselves. As you mentioned, they never hold the line and stand for anything real. So they're, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years behind, or you might say they're socialism light, or the, Republican, or the Republicans are socialism light. The Democrats are a little more hardcore about their, quote, communist agenda. But I think we're between the, um, those two stages. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, being fair uh, that, I mean, uh, people would, of course, rush. We're in the bondage stage. Uh, but what, what's good about this is it is a cycle, according to uh, to this, uh, I guess you could say, philosopher. Uh, and the cycle does go back. It does flip back. Now, to... let's talk about the first points of the cycle really quick. So you go into bondage. Let's say that we're at the, between the stages that I'm mentioning, the dependent stage, the apathy stage, we're somewhere there, right? 
And I think it's not, uh, as a society, you could say where we are, individuals obviously are at different spots. Families are at different spots within this stage, right? Nevertheless, what's the beginning portions of the stage? What I'd like to do is, is jettison the dependence slash tyranny stage <laughs> and see if we can't cycle back to the stage that, that brings countries together again. Uh, what are the first stages again? Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll read it through with a little bit of uh, added description. So you've got bondage, during which people oppose the conditions. Then you've got faith, where people search for deep moral gatherings, which okay. leads to courage. And, and, I, and believe it or not, freedom. I think that we're a lot along that stage. And I'll tell you the difference between now and other eras in, in history. There is still a lot of people in America that believe in Christ. Okay, and Christ will come again. I'm convinced that Jesus Christ will return. So I think that this time, it's a little different than other times. You know, back in the day, they said, can we find 10 people? Wasn't this lot? You know, can we find 10 people or whatever? Who can we find? And it was in Lot's era, and they couldn't find anybody. Now, though, there's literally still millions of Christians who believe in Christ and who are doing their best to follow him. So I think that we're a little bit in the dependent slash apathetic stage heading to the tyrannical stage. But I believe the tyranny folks overreach all the time. And I believe we're a little bit in the faith hope stage right now, James, as well. Uh, well, like you said, I mean, perhaps you can short circuit the cycle and just go straight across. But uh, I you are right. I mean, we have seen this throughout history as well. I mean, history is a great teacher and history does repeat itself. Uh, the cycle of civilizations does repeat itself. Uh, it doesn't mean that you always have to follow it step by step, but uh, the, the, the idea that an all-powerful government can overstep to such an extent that it just collapses, I mean, we certainly saw it in the Soviet Union. We've seen it uh, elsewhere. It doesn't last forever. The bad times never last forever. The good times never last forever because you do get complacent. You do get fat. And uh, let me tell you why those stages are a little bit mixed up, James, in this case. And this is why this time is a little different than any other um, we don't have a democracy. Okay. I know people want to use that word and I know we want to put us in that realm and everything else, but it's a lie. We have a constitutional Republic. And what does that mean? It means we have the framework to change the cycle without going into tyranny. If Americans had enough faith, uh, and hope, what's the next stage after that? Uh, from courage, you go to uh, people. No, you uh, go from faith to what courage? From faith to courage, from courage right. to liberty. So stop. So we have a lot of people that are courageous. In fact, we've got shirts for the Loving Liberty Radio Network, which I'm heavily involved with. They've got shirts called Courage is Contagious. All right. And so we're, <laughs> I've, we're, used that. I've used that very line. We're a little bit in the faith and courage phase while they claim that many are in the apathetic slash, you know, dependent tyrannical stage. Um, a lot of us Christians are taking courage. We're trusting in God. We're becoming more faithful. And so the point that I'm getting at is we don't have a democracy this time. We have a constitutional republic. And you say, well, that doesn't matter. They're just words, Sam. And I say it does matter. Because how many nations before have codified in their very center that government is not in charge? We, the people, under God are in charge. And government derives its power from the consent of the governed. And that there are fundamental principles that government shall not breach. Now, I know they're breaching them big time. But we have the seeds for solutions that others have never had before. That is the ability to worship God, to pray, to, uh, okay, we've got a lot of these principles baked into our constitutional republic. It's the rule of law that matters. It's the morality and the people that matters. 
And we have a promise by God, biblically speaking, in this covenant land in which we live. This is a prophesied event, ladies and gentlemen, from the beginnings of the world until now, that, you know what, there will be a people prepared to receive their Savior, their King, when he returns. It is different than other times historically, and I submit to you that the stages that are highlighted in the democracy don't completely apply. And they don't because uh, of this winding up scene as we prepare for the Savior Jesus Christ. I happen to be one of the believers that the United States of America was created under the direction of God by wise men raised up for that purpose, designed to create a nation that will worship the God of heaven, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and will be uh, in preparation for finding those who are the elect in heart who will prepare people for the Savior to return, and we would be the people to meet him. A very different take. Let's get James's response in seconds on your radio. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. For the inauguration ceremonies, approximately 191,500 U.S. flags were placed on the National Mall to represent the Americans who were unable to travel to Washington. At noon, Joe Biden will be sworn in as the 46th President of the United States. President Trump granted clemency to former White House aide Steve Bannon as part of his final day pardons, but did not pardon himself, members of his family, or lawyer Rudy Giuliani. In comparison, Trump has issued roughly 150 pardons. President Obama issued over 1,900 pardons. Officials have suspended a search for a California boy who was swept into the Pacific Ocean on Monday at a beach in San Mateo County, California. 12-year-old Arane Pruthi was at Caldwell Ranch State Beach, about 30 miles south of San Francisco. The highways pushed his father and 8-year-old brother to shore, but Arane was pulled out to sea. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Day one is here. USA Radio News' Jeremy Scott explains. The president-elect reportedly plans to sign several executive orders in his first 10 days in office. According to a memo from his chief of staff, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina addressed some of those moves on Fox News Sunday Morning Futures. If the first thing he does is go back into the Paris Climate Accords, that's a disaster for the U.S. economy. The accords basically give China and India a pass on their carbon emissions. And how do you enforce a national mass mandate? So if that's what he's going to lead off with, he's going to 
going to have a tough rollout of his presidency. President-elect Biden is also expected to sign executive orders to end the travel ban on predominantly Muslim countries, halting evictions and student loan payments during the pandemic, reopening schools and businesses, and immediate economic relief to working families. The memo also states Biden will take action to address climate change and expand access to health care. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, James Edwards, breaking it down just for you. So James was highlighting the the steps to a democracy, eventually at least to um, dependence and tyranny, and eventually cycles back to faith and hope and courage and then liberty. And uh, I submit to you those steps are a little mixed up because we don't have a democracy. We have a constitutional republic. All the difference in the world. And I believe this nation was designed and uniquely positioned by God Almighty as a, a, a base of operations, if you will, to usher in the well, return so, of the Savior, Jesus Christ, James. Well, we all know the famous quote from Ben Franklin, we've given you a republic if you can keep it. I, I don't think Ben Franklin or the Founding Fathers in their wildest dreams could have ever, in their worst nightmares, could have envisioned, number one, all, all of the degeneracy that America, in, in a relatively short amount of time, would come to accept and normalize, nor could they have foreseen just how irresponsible uh, and intellectually lazy and apathetic that the, the citizens would have become. Because back then, at that time, at the time of the American uh, Revolution and the, the American independence, uh, you had people who, who were involved citizens. They were involved. They cared. They fought. They they prayed to God. And, yes, you do have Christians here still in this country, but uh, you also have a lot of cowards. And we've all seen the Mark Dice videos. You have people ill-equipped to uh, be the stewards and the custodians of this gift that the founders gave us. And, uh, yes, it is true that courage is contagious, but then again, so is cowardice, and so is laziness, and, and so is uh, stupidity. And, and we've got that. So it's it's hard. Uh, to keep something when you have uh, a people that are ill-equipped to do it. But just just one more thing about this cycle, and I'll make this very quick. Uh, you are right. There, is, there are uh, stark differences between a democracy and a constitutional republic. But I think that in many ways, regardless of the form of government, it comes down to the condition of the people. And uh, and so in, bo- in times of bondage, people oppose the conditions. In times uh, they they search for faith, they search for morality. That gives them the courage to fight for freedom, which in turn uh, produces liberty and prosperity uh, after freedom is achieved. Uh, then you you uh, begin to focus after you've got that settled on material things, and and you you live in abundance, uh, which turns to selfishness. It's all about me and my stuff. Then that you turn to complacency, uh, entitlement, and self-absorption. Uh, and then personal responsibility becomes law. So, well, it's not my fault, which leads to apathy. Freedom is centralized and independence is controlled, which leads to the point of no return. When the government achieves complete control and you are dependent upon them to sustain life, and then you enter it back into bondage, and then hopefully uh, people will oppose those conditions at some point in the future, and the cycle begins again. So I, I, I don't know how much of it is unique to a democracy and how much of it is just a uh, basic uh, part of the human condition but uh, I tell you, for me right now, I mean, some exceptions notwithstanding, I think we're in, uh, we're in the bad part of that cycle and, and entering into a worse stage yet. But, uh, but you know what, Sam? This is our father's world. Uh, nothing surprises him. We're going to do our duty and we're going to live the way he commands us to live. 
and uh, we're going to do things legally and and, uh, and and do things in a way that would honor him. And, um, you know, I can live with, with, with what happens. And if, uh, if our eventual freedom uh, doesn't come, if we don't ever see a nation as free as the one we were born into, uh, it may come after our lifetime. 10,000 years is, of course, but the blink of an eye to our Savior. Amen to that. Let me give you um, an email that Greg DeRoche sent me. And he's with Family Policy Alliance, okay? And I think he kind of hits on a little bit of what I'm highlighting and getting at, ladies and gentlemen. Inauguration Day, under God, one nation. How many countries that have been through the complete cycle have that as their primary narrative, their primary focus? Today is Inauguration Day. Believe me, it does not escape my notice that many are celebrated celebrating, even gleeful. Today, still others are mourning, perhaps even depressed. I am neither of those things, Greg says, but I am resolved to strive to meet three things, and I would like you to join me in doing so today. I am resolved to be hopeful, not because of who sits in the White House, but because of who sits in heaven. All governing bodies on earth are subject to to heaven our god is the governing authority and i don't place my hope in any leader or authority on earth what's more his god's light usually shines brightest in the darkest places i am resolved to be faithful so his first one is hope his second one is faith i resolve to be faithful i think often of the book of daniel the people who know their god will stand firm and take action daniel did Today, this means that I must be obedient to my government authorities unless they forgive, forbid me to worship the Lord. Faithfulness compels us to speak light and truth in both administrations. At the end of the day, I'd rather be found faithful in the lion's den than faithless and purposeless. I am resolved third to be prayerful. So faith, hope, and prayer are his three things. God's word demands us to pray for those who have governing authority over us. Pray for our enemies. Pray for those who persecute us. I will also pray for President Trump and President Biden. And I will pray for a peaceful transition of power between presidents that we had had in America. We know our Pledge of Allegiance says, one nation under God would like to refocus that point, he says. It's time to emphasize the under God part. We are only a current nation, a constitutional republic because of God. If you're also resolved to be these three things, faithful or hopeful, faithful and prayerful, I hope you'll join us in praying for our country today. Under God, Greg DeRoche, president, CEO. Um, Okay, there you have it. This is a different ball game. I don't know that other revolutions, like America's revolution, were godly. Okay, they weren't, and therefore they failed. Our whole history, from the patriots being raised up for this purpose, in my humble opinion, all the way through to their efforts and to the revolution that we had uh, under God, very unique from the start, and I submit to you that it'll be unique all the way through till the Savior Jesus Christ returns. And if you believe George Washington's vision, he even sees angels standing aside patriots defending America from ruin when the Savior returns. 
So there's a lot of hope, a lot of faith, and a lot of prayer that's unique to our nation that other historical realities have not had by any means to the degree we have, James. Well, you're right about that, and we all should should maintain hope. And, And I guess the whole purpose of this conversation for the better part of the last two segments was to let people know that things do change. And even in the pits of despair, number one, don't ever surrender to despair. Uh, it's a sin to despair. Uh, and so that's why Sam and I could talk with a little uh, bit of uh, upbeatness, if that's a word, in our voice and, and, and be a little more chipper than perhaps we should in, in, during these dark times is because we understand that. And uh, the bad times don't last forever. I, I mean, it, it's not a straight line that history moves in. It does, uh, it does ebb and flow. So anyway, and, we'll, and we'll we as a people uh, do have an influence on where we go. If we don't become apathetic, if we don't become dependent, if we don't become socialist and communist, and if we don't uh, allow tyranny to reign, uh, we can change this, ladies and gentlemen. Let me give you an example. Trump's farewell address. The movement we started is only just beginning, and Patty alluded to that last hour as well, but here's the next part that I find interesting. Trump has reportedly discussed the idea of creating a new political party, a third party. The name of the party would be the Patriot Party, says the Wall Street Journal. Now, will it just uh, rise and fall like the Reform Party? Don't know. But if anybody could create a third party, it would be Donald. James? Well, I have read that, and of course, in a vacuum, that 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 seems appealing. But uh, I guess anything to do with Trump has to you you have to consider if he couldn't do more as the president of the United States, what's he going to be able to do as a private citizen or as a as a commentator or as even somebody who's heading up his own party? Now he could certainly, certainly, certainly destroy the Republican Party. And I think there would be great tangible value in that because obviously for the last uh, many, many decades we've only continued to uh, to have uh, defeat after defeat. So it is, it is time for something new and, and to quit holding out hope that the Republicans will actually uh, oppose uh, the people on the other side of the aisle to an extent that they start delivering tangible victories for us. So if, if a third party did nothing more than completely bury, finish burying the Republican Party, it would be worth it. But ag- again, with Trump, though, I say, if he couldn't do more for the country as president, what's he going to be able to do now? And, it, and you also have to wonder, Sam, how much media coverage will he get uh, going forward? We know he's already been banned from Twitter and Facebook and all of his other uh, favorite microphones and megaphones, but how much does the establishment press, the regime press, cover Trump now uh, that He's no, that he's just a private citizen. They ignore him. And, and, and if they the don't cover him, becomes, if they don't cover him, what, what, you know, uh, how, how could he affect any change? Well, if anywhere? they ignore him, the question is, does he create his own media apparatus? And are there enough Americans that will start to turn to it? I mean, if you were to consolidate Newsmax, the own radio group or the own group, uh, and several other, uh, you know, Breitbart and everything else, you could instantly create a media powerhouse if you had real money in a second. That might give them a run for their money. But Trump's farewell address, the moment we start has just begun. What does he mean? Is he is there really Trump in the future or is he rendered irrelevant? That's the real question. Now Biden's taken over today in, in how long? I've been here now. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, President Trump, I'll still call him that at least for the next a little over an hour. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, will Trump be rendered irrelevant or is he just getting started as he claimed that his farewell address? Now, some say Trump will create a third party. Will Trump really create a third party or will he be rendered irrelevant? And then I mentioned, um, well, the media won't cover him, right, James? But yet, what if he creates his own media apparatus where he consolidates and or buys several of these news services and Instantly, he could create a media powerhouse, and I submit to you the only way he will stay re relevant is if he does that. And we've been begging him to start a media company for more than four, <laughs> four years now, yeah. uh, and, and so if, if he doesn't do that, he will be irrelevant. If he does, he may not be irrelevant, and if he literally had a huge media apparatus and he ran things from arm's length, he could kick off a third party. Ross Pro did it and got, what, 19% of the vote? So, you know what? It is doable by somebody with money and fame, especially if they make the right moves in, in the media in such a way that it's, it's almost impossible to block them out. Um, time will tell. But will that be the narrative? What do, you, what do you see, James? Well, with regards to third party, Sam, not much uh, long, uh, not too, what's, what am I trying to say? It wasn't too far removed from Ross Perot that George Wallace ran on a third-party ticket in the 60s and actually won states, won several states. Perot never won a state, got 90% of the vote, but never won a state. Uh, Wallace ran third party. So that, there's examples of that being successful in recent, uh, you know, relatively modern history. Well, and if you go but, back far enough, the Republicans used to be a third party. Let's be very clear. Oh, that's right, too. That's right, too. Going back, you know, obviously much further. But yes. the, 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 I, I read an article. This is what I wanted to say before the break. I read an article. I believe it was in the Wall Street uh, Journal. It could have it, it been one of the other organ mouthpieces. I mean, they, they have different names, but they all say the same thing. But this was actually an informed article. And it was very informed, very technical. And I'm not saying I agree with their politics or anything, but this particular article was a nuts and bolts, uh, meat and potatoes article that explained the situation and the trouble Trump would have in building this media empire. Because you got to understand, whether it's running for office, building a political party, 
or building a media empire, you have to be platformed. If you're building a party, you've got to have ballot access. If uh, you are building a media empire, you're going to have to be to be run. And we're seeing now increasing examples of people just being completely blown off the internet. Okay, if if their uh, agenda doesn't fit with the uh, the status quo. And the, the article that I read made mention of the fact that if Trump were to try to build uh, a network as we know it to rival, say, Fox, well, you've still got just a handful of entities like Time Warner and Verizon, and there was one or two others that control the cable networks. All right, so are they going to platform Trump? Are they going to give him a channel uh, that we can we can get through the different various uh, providers, DirecTV, Dish Network, Cable, whatever? Yes, they will. Uh, you want to know the, why? Well, I'm skeptical about that because you've got the whole thing about, you know, he's a domestic terrorist yeah, now. Yeah, but you, you guys think Trump's an outsider. I maintain he's an insider, and he always has been. Okay. I mean, I'm willing to, to consider that. I'm willing to at least, you know, obviously right. with regards to the amount anyway, he was able to give. Anyway, if you listen to the, the Patriots, people. Trump's completely done in the country's a tyranny. I'm rejecting that narrative and telling you that God's in charge and Trump has more insider power than you think. And as soon as they don't have a threat of Donald doing anything goofy— to drain the swamp, uh, they'll back off Trump just like he backed off them. The reason he didn't lock up Hillary is because now he won't be locked up either. Got it? That's how the inside works. It always has worked that way. So, all right, now that's an interesting question. I'm glad that was actually brought up here just in the waning minutes of uh, uh, this last show on this network before Trump is no longer the president. You do not think that they will go after him any harder than uh, he went after Hillary or any other. No, I think they'll go after him a lot harder for political theater, but they won't do anything. Do you think that they'll ban Let me him give you an example. Running, uh, Let me give an example. They said that Trump was a terrorist and that he led the insurrection against the Capitol. And then they came back and said, well, we're backing off that phrase. We can't even investigate Trump because there's nothing there. They admitted it. Okay, but now they can, with, with no cause at all, uh, ban him from seeking office again. I don't think so. See, I don't even think that they can have the Senate vote on somebody who's not even in office. All the power the Constitution gives the Senate is to say, hey, uh, you can't run for office anymore and you um, uh, are going to leave office. If, if the Senate votes to impeach or finalizes the impeachment, um, in other words, tries the impeachment, all they can do is kick him out of office. They don't have any more authority. They well, can you're say, talking about constitutionally. Constitutionally yeah. speaking, that's all they can do. But when has that ever stopped? Well, they'll back off because they have no choice. And it all depends uh, I, on how again, Trump behaves in the meantime. But I can bet you that Trump, what do you think? Trump's going to jail? I don't think he's going to jail. I wouldn't think it, it is uh, beyond the realm of possibility that the Senate will vote to where it, he can't run for office anymore. Seeking. So what? He's, he's almost 80 years old. Who cares? And make well, a difference. Uh, Donald Jr. can run again. So can Ivanka. So, yeah. can, okay, so they don't care about any of that kind of stuff. This is where we get all in this trap where we kind of think, oh, man, they're going to shut down the Donald. They're not shutting down the Donald. Let me let me prove it to you. They said Donald can't even go to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, that's right. He's not supposed to be able to live there except for a certain number okay, of Okay, but hold on now. They just let Air Force One fly him there, right? Yeah. Okay, all I'm telling you, buddy, is this is full of baloney and twists and turns more than the roller coaster at, uh, at Magic Mountain, Okay. But I'm telling you right now, Biden is going to sign a dozen of executive orders on first day. Among day one in office executive orders will be to reverse Trump's travel ban and join the Paris Agreement. Okay, that's going to happen. Now that Donald's literally walked away peacefully and capitulated, they're not going after him. 
Now, if he were not to capitulate and not to transfer power peacefully and all those kind of things, they would be after Donald. But he knows just how hard to push. And he knows what's in store for him. And if you believe the mainstream press and if you believe the patriots, Donald's going to be broke and penniless and knocking on your door for a potato to eat uh, tonight by dinner. It's a lie. Well, I do believe that Trump will send more fundraising emails to build his presidential library and yes, to, he will. To, to fund whatever endeavor he may cook up, whether it's a third party or a media or whatever. But, you know, he has been banned by payment processors. Uh, he has been banned by banks. Now, of course, that could be restored and maybe just theater and all that could be restored later in time. But as of right now, he's certainly getting uh, the treatment afforded to his supporters. Yeah, and it's serving very, very, very well for him to remain relevant, isn't it? Well, again, we'll see how re- relevant he remains uh, after, you know, a couple of weeks pass and how much the media will give him a microphone to continue to uh, advance his yeah, I don't think they'll give him ideas. a microphone. I think I'll have to create his own. Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on the ball. The goal is not to argue about it. The goal is to explore what we think might happen and to keep an eye on the ball for you. While, while Biden is signing a dozen executive orders today, Trump is uh, going back to Mar-a-Lago. But the Biden plan also is to give 11 million a path to U.S. citizenship. Meanwhile, thousands are marching in a caravan towards the United States this very second. The U.S. Well, they're saying that these these migrants are demanding that the Biden administration honor its commitments, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think of that, James? Yeah, honor its commitments to uh, subvert the laws of the United States. I- I'm pretty sure that they can count on them to do that. And that's another thing. I mean, you won't even have to have Trump destroy the Republican Party uh, by happenstance or otherwise. If you grant citizenship or voting rights to 11 million uh, currently illegal aliens, that's straight ticket Democratic voters. I mean, we saw how quickly these states are turning, like we saw in Georgia. Uh, Texas hangs by a thread. The Republican Party will be will probably be done in no matter what happens uh, if Biden is, is able to, to do these things. And he will be able to do these things because they control all the branches of government. So not only are thousands marching in the caravan of the U.S., not only are they demanding the Biden administration keep its promises or honor its commitments, but it turns out these violent immigrants are already clashing with border security officers. They already ran over a country's defenses on their way here. It's getting worse by the second. And now we see dumped Sidney Powell releases her Kraken lawsuit yeah. less than 24 hours before the Biden inauguration writes Joe Kovacs. A lawyer, that- Sidney Powell, voluntarily dropped the lawsuit she previously described was biblical, alleging <laughs> votes cast for Donald Trump um, and switched to Biden was criminal. And now she's magically dropped it, James. Yeah, well, she released the Kraken, all right. She let it right off the hook and back into the ocean. Uh, you know, whatever she had obviously wasn't there. but Or, or if it was, she was scared off or, or just was joking the whole time. But that that's another thing to consider is that so all these Trump surrogates, I mean, a lot of them stuck their necks out and got it cut, cut clean off their shoulders. You had Sidney Powell now being sued by Dominion Voting 
uh, apparatus for $1.3 billion. I guess 1.4 was too much, but 1.2 didn't quite satisfy their uh, their pain and suffering. And then you've got, of course, the My Pillow guy, uh, who who has been a, a a big Trump supporter. He's he's being disenfranchised. All the the outlets that are carrying My Pillows are are no longer going to be carrying them. So a lot of people who went to bat for the president, yep, and uh, Clinton and Pelosi are floating a conspiracy theory that Trump and Putin worked together for the Capitol riots. Right? Uh, you know, I don't... Maybe. Uh, nothing's, <laughs> I'm not saying that's true. I don't true. know how it would benefit Putin. I, I, I probably have more faith in Putin than I do Trump, or at least, at least I have more faith in Putin being what he appears to be, let me put it that way, uh, than, than, than Trump being what we hoped uh, he, he was. Okay. The mob was fed lies. McConnell says Trump provoked Capitol riot. So they're literally going after the Trumpster like no other. And the question is, are they really going to keep that up? And is he going to jail? I, you know, again, I don't think he's going to go to jail, but I think he's going to be a political outcast. I mean, he certainly could, but, but I read his exact transcript. I mean, of course, it, it's like Rush Limbaugh said. And I know we're down to the last minute, but uh, if Trump had actually said "do this," the media would be playing over and over and over. They, they never, he never said it. I mean, they they are saying it's because of this. If you look at it from this angle, and that's why it happened. But all Trump said was peaceably go down there and peacefully make your voices heard. He never told anybody to storm it or or uh, you know kidnap senators or do any of the things the media said. He just didn't do it. It's your interpretation of the words, but it was just basic uh, political rhetoric, as far as I saw. Well, but it's all Spike over now, Lee, the, but the shouting. Spike Lee, listen to this, literally says, compares Trump voters to Nazi, Nazis and slave owners. Yeah, American I mean, we've been update, getting it right? for, for years, racist, white supremacists, this, that, and the other. Now it's, you know, Nazis and slave owners. It's domestic terrorists. It's anything and everything. Whatever they can do to make you radioactive, make you back down, uh, to uh, punish you, they're going to call you that. And it's uh, anything goes now. And if you back down, they'll per- permit you to exist for a little longer. That's All it. right, ladies That's and gentlemen, choice. check this out. The NRA now files for bankruptcy in New York, seeking to leave New York and reincorporate in Texas. So what you're seeing is movement, ladies and gentlemen. And eventually what you're going to see is the great divide among the states. The red and blue will divide. <clears throat> eventually it'll be about Jesus Christ. Eventually, it, okay. In the meantime, though, you're going to see some very turbulent times, to say the least. It will not be fun. It will not be pretty. Uh, But there will be somewhat of an ebb and flow. What they'll do is back away and play nice guy and create more socialism. But eventually they'll pull the plug on socialism and it'll be a communist regime. It's something that we've got to fight. And if enough of us turn to our God, we can hold it off long enough until the Savior comes. If enough of us do not fight and stand for Christianity, then it will be a situation where we have very dark times before the Savior comes. But make no mistake, there will be a contingent of God-fearing Americans who understand their godly heritage and who will be prepared to meet the Savior. Make no mistake about it, this broadcast is to help find and prepare those who will be involved in the great peaceful solution as we welcome our Savior, Jesus Christ. Back to the earth. It's a coming, folks. I have confidence and faith and hope in that reality, and I'll do all that I can to remain peaceful in the meantime, encouraging my children and grandchildren to do the same. 
God save the Republic. <laughs>